Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living today. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host and producer of the show, and our topic today is seven soul qualities to draw upon. We'll be discussing profound strengths, including love, courage, and creativity that we can access to build our inner peace fearlessness, and resilience. And once again, I am delighted to be here with the founder and host of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien was ordained to teach in the Kriya Yoga tradition in 1982 by her guru, Roy Eugene Davis, who was a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda. She is an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, author, poet, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a Kriya Yoga meditation center with headquarters in San Jose, California. Yogacharya O'Brien has published several books, including Living the Eternal Way and The Jewel of Abundance, as well as several books of poetry, including the award-winning The Moon Reminded Me. Her online classes include Arta 365 and Dharma 365. You can find out more about her books and online programs at her website, Ellen Grace O'Brien, it's O-B-R-I-A-N.com, and csecenter.org. You can also follow her on social media, on Facebook at Ellen Grace O'Brien, and on Twitter at Yogacharya Live. Welcome, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm delighted to be here with you today. Thank you, Dr. Trujillo. It's uh, I always enjoy when we switch up the roles and I get to be in this um, place. And I want to thank uh, all of our subscribers to the Yoga Hour and our listeners today um, for being a part of, you know, lifting up the consciousness in our world through uh, yoga philosophy and practice. Mm. So before we dive in to our dialogue, about seven soul qualities to draw upon. Let's begin by diving within um, for a moment of contemplation. Oh. So let's begin by just bringing ourselves into the present moment. So just Notice, notice your senses, notice what you're seeing, hearing. You may 
have a fragrance that you can smell. Maybe there's a taste in your mouth. But just use your senses to bring yourself present. And then turning to the sense of touch, really feel your body in space. Feel the clothing on your body. Feel the surfaces that support you, whether you're sitting or walking, standing. Just bring yourself fully present. And then turn your attention to your breath, our wonderful friend, our tool that's always with us. And just notice as you take a fully conscious breath on the inhale and the exhale. On the next inhale, feel the cool air in the nostrils. And on the exhale, feel the warm air flowing out. And let's just rest here just a moment in this, in this present moment. Just be right here. And as we rest here, here's something to contemplate. Taken from Yogacharya O'Brien's book, Living for the Sake of the Soul. No amount of self-control or discipline will create joy or love or peace because they are divine qualities. They are not the result of something we do or produce. These qualities of the soul cannot be purchased, won or acquired. As divine qualities, they are revealed. They flower from within. They flower from within us when conditions are right. The only way to reap joy, love, and peace is to welcome them now and allow them to come forth. So once again, Yogacharya O'Brien, it's so great to be with you. I also enjoy the roles where I get to ask you questions. It's it's a it's a nice uh, um, it's a really wonderful thing for me. So earlier this week, <clears throat> uh, you are now doing the um, Sunday uh, meditation and satsang uh, group gathering online, which is lovely. And at Sunday satsang this week, you stress the importance of looking at what lifts us up and what holds us back both individually and collectively at this time of increased stress and uncertainty. And you mentioned several questions that may be arising for people at this time. I, I found them helpful. So what questions do you see as important to ask now? Well, first, thank you for that wonderful meditation. That was really lovely. I appreciated that. Um, so, you know, I think we're all naturally asking questions at this time, you know, what is it going to look like to return to normal? You know, how how is this time of the pandemic going to end? Um, what, how can I be safe? You know, all these questions that are related to current conditions. But those who practice yoga or have a spiritual path also are inclined to ask, you know, what I would call bigger questions, which, you know, are, are like, um, you know, what 
is possible during this time, during such time, what becomes possible? Um, you know, what really matters? Um, and also I've been exploring the topic of, you know, how does this relate to dharma, you know, to our personal sense of higher living with higher purpose and our global sense of being connected to the infinite and the unfolding of uh, the evolutionary uh, thrust in our world. So how does this time connect to and uh, call upon the values associated with dharma? And, um, and then the other thing, you know, I think is a question we can all be pondering, which is what will this time be for me? You know, what will this time be for our world? You know, what, you know, what decisions will I make um, during this time that will change the trajectory of it um, for me? Mm. Great questions. And as I mentioned earlier, you stressed the importance of having both an individual and a collective focus for reflection. So why is that? Why is that important to have both an individual and a collective focus? Well, one of the, um, if we could call it a blessing, you know, of the pandemic is that it has um, absolutely um, amplified our experience of oneness. Mm -hmm. While at you know, on the one hand, you know, there is contraction and a sense of individual fear and separation. There's also the undeniable uh, oneness of the experience globally, you know, where borders no longer make a difference. And we see that, you know, it, of course, the pandemic has been called the great equalizer where, you know, it it affects everyone in some way. And so, you know, we see our connection. And in terms of the evolutionary um, process of global awakening, you know, one of the things that we need to wake up to is our inherent connection to one another and to all of life. And so um, keeping that in mind, I think, can support us in um, seeing the potential of an evolutionary thrust as well as a great and grave challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that sense of oneness um, is uh, undeniable. You know, at the at the present time, just the interconnectedness. I think um, I've I've talked to so many people who <clears throat> are reflecting more on that now. So today's program is about the seven soul qualities that we can draw upon. And I did want to mention that you have uh, longer videos on your YouTube channel, Ellen Grace O'Brien, for each of these soul qualities. If listeners would like to learn more, because we're going to obviously talking about seven things, we're just going to be doing an overview today. But those are there and they're they're wonderfully helpful. So first, let's start off by asking, what do you mean by soul qualities? Well, in uh, yoga philosophy, the cosmic view of the uh, individual is that we are 
an expression of the one infinite divine reality. And because we are an expression of that, the potentials of that divine reality indwell each of us at the soul level of our being. So, you know, those potentials are, you know, wisdom, compassion, you know, higher, greater potentials. Um, than we can access uh, necessarily from the egoic uh, sense of separate self. So it's sort of like, you know, the example is used of the wave and the ocean, you know, that the wave uh, carries the um, makeup, the qualities uh, of the ocean. And so each of us has the potential. And really, that's a part of what we're here for, you know, to bring forth those uh, divine potentials uh, within us but i will say that you know their potentials so um it was a lovely quote that you chose to open with this morning that um you know conditions need to be arranged so that those potentials can emerge and um that's what i mean about this time as a time of global opportunity and individual opportunity, that although the conditions are um, so deeply troubling and challenging, they also hold a lot of potential for our awakening. Mm. So there is an association that you've been talking about with these soul qualities and the chakras. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Why is that important? Well, I think just simply put, you know, we can understand that just as there are models for our physical development, you know, the body develops in a certain way, the body and the brain, you know, as we're babies and we go on into a adolescence and adulthood, and there is a psychological pattern for our development in the same way, you know, as we develop the the sense of self and uh, and so on and so forth. There's also a spiritual model of our development that unfolds um, from you know the sense of self, um, what we truly are, through the liberation of consciousness, uh, realizing absolute freedom, and those uh, stages of spiritual development have been shown to correlate with um, the major chakra system, uh, the seven uh, chakras as uh, the unfoldment of our soul capacities. Mm, that was great. Um, I, I, uh, I, I just think that's such a great model, you know, for our development. So the first soul quality that you mentioned, stability, is associated with the root chakra. And that seems obvious right now that we would all want to feel more stability when our normal life has been changing so rapidly. How do we connect with that stability, that soul quality that can strengthen our foundation in these uncertain times? Yeah, that that quality, you know, can also be uh, thought of as security. You know, where where do we find a sense of security you know um when things are moving and changing and i think one of the first steps that we have on the spiritual path is uh, beginning to discern um what 
where we can find uh, security and stability and where we cannot. So mm -hmm. that's one of the first things that actually, you know, you is a sign of spiritual awakening. You know, for a long time, we're um, in the world looking outwardly for our sense of security and uh um, stability. We're looking for conditions. We're looking for circumstances to provide us with that security. And while it's true that, you know, there certainly is um, an important security that the world provides, you know, um, food and, you know, medical care and, you know, clean air and water, all these things are part of uh, security and stability. So I don't mean to minimize that you know it's a blessing to have those um and beyond that you know we we begin to inquire you know well what is something i can count on that is not going to change so that initial inquiry that we have on the spiritual path is beginning to identify all those things that are subject to change uh and then to look beyond it, to ask the question, well, what does not change? Mm -hmm. And of course, that is the, you know, our essence of being, you know, turning to that um, experience of our own essence and of the spiritual nature of life. And, you know, um, it's an interesting um it's an interesting thing to contemplate in terms of Maslow's needs, you know, his hierarchy of needs for, you know, if mm -hmm. we look at that, that, you know, there's some sense there that there's this step-by-step -step progression that people cannot really have much reflection on spiritual matters, you know, when they're not getting enough to eat. Right. And, you know, and right now we're seeing, you know, some of the implications of the virus um, where people are starting to have food insecurity. Right. And um, yet, um, and so those needs, you know, have to be met. And when we come back to the global connection, of course, we want to be part of making sure that people have what they need. Um, to survive at that level. But there's also, um, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced that people, uh, that when we're in a survival mode, that we don't have access to spiritual resources. In yeah. fact, I think they're more important than ever. And, you know, when I look at um, the struggles of people, you know, through history, um, it seems to me that, you know, there is there is not this um, dividing line, you know, like you have to get everything secure in your life and then you can, you know, um, draw upon spirit. I, I have seen, you know, people who have been in the most difficult situations absolutely drawing upon spirit because mm -hmm. that is the greatest resource that we have. And when nothing else comes through, um, that's what we rely on. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think we, we need to look at that. So the next soul quality is creativity, which is associated with the second chakra. We are certainly being called on now to come up with creative solutions to many new problems, 
like homeschooling our children or changing work routines to fit with staying at home. So there's lots and lots of opportunities to, uh, to be creative. Do you have any suggestion about how we access the soul power of creativity to meet the challenges of these times? One of the things that I learned from my uh, guru, uh, Roy Jean Davis, early on was the importance of um, the imagination to use your imagine intentionally use your imagination creatively to call forth higher possibilities. And, um, you know, when you when you look at your spiritual life as you're, you know, you study, you study the lives of the saints, you study scripture and you and you, you know, look at the highest potential for life, you know, the highest potential, you know, what is it, what would it be like, you know, to be enlightened? And, you know, what would it be like to live in uh, an enlightened, awakened world? Um, so we actually are using our imagination all the time when we when we have that study. Um, so this is really just about using it more intentionally and more consciously. So like after your meditation, just spend a few minutes contemplating um, your life, let's, let's, let's say your life on spiritual steroids, you know, what, what would it be like, you know, to experience freedom, uh, liberation of consciousness? What would it like, what would your life be like if you were, um, fully enlightened, you know, right now, you know, not like later, not after the pandemic, but right now, you know, how would you be living? What would you be doing? So we can, you know, we begin to um, open up our minds from the constricted uh, state that we are often in. But that is through the intentional use of our um, higher capacity of imagination. You know, we use imagination all the time. We, you know, right now, especially we can imagine horrible things and horrible mm -hmm. things are happening. Um, so we especially want to counter that by using our imagination to open up to possibilities. Mm. And I did want to mention, for those who missed it, a couple of weeks ago, you had a lovely conversation about this, about um, imagination with uh, Norman Fisher on um, imagination and the bodhisattva qualities um, that, you know, that, that you can. So anyway, that was two weeks ago. People can access it in our archives at uh, unity online radio slash forward slash the yoga hour. So um, let's turn to uh, determination, which is associated with the, the third chakra. Um, how do we tap into the power of determination to do what we know we should do. As I think about that in this moment, um, there's a, a favorite line from the mystic poet Rumi that I often think about, or actually it's from Kabir. I must get my mystics uh, mixed up. It's from Kabir. Um, and he, he, it was something like, you know, on, on the soul's journey, uh, it's the yearning that does all the work. Mm. And so this is a quality of determination on our soul journey that comes from that, that comes from the yearning to be free, the yearning to be awake, the yearning to experience bliss or the soul's joy. 
um, which are all, you know, inherent to our uh, essence of being. So it's a quality of determination that that says, you know, I I am going to live my life fully. So it's not the same determination like, you know, uh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to accomplish that. But it is more as a soul power. It's more the determination to awaken. And then um, that determination to awaken fully um, can be the operant energy behind positive changes that you want to make in your life uh, on a more mundane level. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I've often heard you describe the need to arrange conditions, you know, that we, you know, have this ability to arrange conditions. Obviously, there's some things that we can't arrange or some things that are not in our control, but um, we, we do have perhaps more ability than we realize to arrange conditions to, for example, um, have a time for meditation, have a daily time for meditation. Absolutely. And, you know, when yoga is, Kriya Yoga in particular is, is essentially that, you know, arranging conditions so that our innate uh, divine capacities can be uh, realized and actualized. You know, during this time of the pandemic, we have put our online uh, morning meditation, we have put our morning meditation, which is held at the center, we've put it online, you know, at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time every day. And I have had so many people tell me that, you know, the ability to just tune in and um, have uh, be guided into meditation and meditate with uh, many other people who are tuning in has helped them arrange that condition in their life, you know, to establish a regular practice. Some people who wanted to do it for years are finally <laughs> finding, you know, during the pandemic, lo and behold, you know, they're, they're absolutely grounding themselves in a regular daily meditation practice. So um, if you're listening and you're somebody who wants to do that, 6.30 a.m. every day um, Pacific time, join us. Mm. And I would also mention that there's another afternoon meditation as well, which is online Monday through Friday at 4, 4 p.m. Yes. So if you miss the morning one, perhaps there's a chance you can arrange conditions to be there for the afternoon one. And I, I always wanted to go and would forget to do it. And I just started setting my alarm on my on my um, uh, uh, phone, which I have with me usually. And, um, you know, it, it reminds me, <laughs> 3.45, go get ready. That's so great. Yeah, yeah, and that one's shorter. The morning one is an hour, and it begins with a, a puja, devotional prayers and mantras. Kind of we do need to go to the break. So sorry to cut you off there. You're listening to The Yoga Hour with host and founder of The Yoga Hour, Yogacharya O'Brien, and we're discussing seven soul qualities to draw upon. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo producer and co-host of the show. When we come back from the break, we'll explore more yoga practices that can help us build inner peace, fearlessness, and resilience. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. 
Welcome back from the break. This is Dr. Laurel Trujillo. I'm here today with Yoga Hour host and founder, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. In the first segment, we were discussing how soul qualities provide inner resources that we can draw upon to increase our inner peace and resilience. We discussed stability, creativity, and determination. And now we're going to turn to love, which is the soul quality associated with the heart chakra. Um, so, Yogacharya, I've heard you say that love removes all fear. So can can you expound on that for our listeners? Um, yes, I'm happy to. And it occurs to me that, you know, before we jump into the ocean of love, we could maybe go back to determination for a moment. And um, what I want to say about that is that, you know, I have noticed personally and I and I'm I believe many others have as well that um, the energy that we experience during this global pandemic can certainly move up and down. Mm -hmm. um, in other words, you know, there's days where we feel like, okay, you know, I'm I'm determined um, to do those things I'm inspired to do today. And, um, and then other days where we feel quite low, you know, like, uh, just let me just stay in bed and pull the covers over my head today. Right. And, um, you know, we had a meditation retreat, um, at, at the initial time of sheltering in place. And, um, one of the points that I raised is that as always in our uh, quote unquote yoga life, it's useful to pay attention to, um, the gunas, the qualities of nature that predominate, you know, in the uh, in outer conditions and in our own body and mind. Um, the predominant quality of coronavirus is um, Thomas Guna. Mm -hmm. um, the virus itself has that um, quality. And of course, the effects of the virus with so much devastation, loss, death, those are qualities of Thomas Guna. So mm -hmm. that is a heaviness that is absolutely um, prevalent in the global um, scene and in the consciousness. And, you know, in our own lives, then, you know, we feel that heaviness and we have that sense of contraction in fear. So um, in the teachings of yoga, you know, one of the meanings of liberation, um, <clears throat> which is the goal uh, of yoga, enlightenment, liberation, not only liberation from our habits and patterns in our mind, um, but liberation from the gunas themselves. And so part of that comes with, a you know, the determination to um, witness the gunas without sinking into them. And this has to do with all of them, whether it's this Thomas guna of heaviness or even the sattva guna of enlightenment. So mm -hmm. um, part of our determination um, can be simply determination to notice when those qualities uh, and which qualities are predominating without having a sense of um, despair 
about them. Like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> because when we can um, be the witness, the observer of these qualities without being uh, adverse to them or attached to them. So I wanted to mention this with, uh, with regard to determination, because I think as um, spiritual seekers, we, you know, we get sort of um, uh, tied up in, you know, I, I'm going to have a sattvic time now. You know, this is the perfect time for me to have more meditation, more study, um, right. clean out my closets, write that book that I've been inspired to write. You know, all these things that we have. Um, but the days may not go that way. And right, when right. they don't, you know, if our determination is a kind of a fixed quality of how we're going to be instead of a flowing sense of awareness of how the gunas will move through this experience, um, that becomes painful and we may, you know, feel like giving up. So just remember that this quality of determination is determination to awaken and, um, you know, part of that is noticing these qualities. Mm. Such great advice. And certainly I have felt that uh, waves, waves of the, you know, Thomas Guna of grief and fear. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's just wonderful advice to remember the non-attachment, to not be attached you know, yeah. to an outcome for a day for that particular day. If you're not, if you're not, if you're not going to sit down and write that novel today, um, yeah. just to um, have a little room in there for the witness consciousness and to recognize this is something that's happening globally. It is. And anytime we can notice the gunas, you know, then we have more agency uh, to make an adjustment and um, so um, that was a long uh, road away from your question with regard to love, but I think it's a good precursor because yes. as long as our determination is a kind of a narrow-minded, egoic, um, grim, uh, I'm, I'm going to awaken, you know, now and no matter what, um, it, it doesn't uh, help us open into that awareness of the abundant uh, power of divine grace and support, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, when the scriptures talk about love removing all fear, it's, of course, not about the emotional quality of love, mm -hmm. but about love as wholeness, you know, love as uh, self and God awareness, you know, that when we're in that higher consciousness of oneness, um, there's no room for fear because fear is uh, a contraction of um, ego-based identity. Mm. That's just beautiful. So uh, what practices would you recommend to help us remember that, you know, to help us really come from that place, remember that we are all one, and that there's good in everyone, even perhaps someone who's having a bad tamasic kind of a day <laughs> that you encounter. Um, well, of course, having that regular meditation practice that we were talking about, um, will help us get unstuck you know, you, it just will give us a, you know, a regular dose of sattva guna, um, help clarify the mind, you know, help us be anchored more in that, you know, wisdom 
clearer discernment. And part of clear discernment, you know, at this time in the pandemic, I think is recognizing the incredible stress that we are under and that everyone is under. And so a lot of times we and uh, others are at their worst and not their best. And so um, I think, you know, one of the practices uh, that is so helpful at this time is simply patience um, to just, you know, acknowledge the stressors um, because, uh, you know, generally just regular life is stressful. And so people have all of that going on. Um, with the pandemic uh, on top of it. So I think cultivating patience and uh, just the awareness. I, I sort of like the um, the restraint that we can bring forth to say, um, not now. <laughs> you know, like when you, you know, feel like you want to tell your partner, you know, how much what they're doing annoys you, um, you can just say, not now, you know, now is not the time, um, because we're at a heightened sense of sensitivity and perhaps irritation, and uh, others around us may be not operating at their best. And so we want to um, put a restraint on negativity and enhance positivity. So, you know, how can we bring forth love um, and, and support and encouragement, you know, for people around us. Mm. That's just wonderful advice. So turning from the heart chakra now to the throat chakra, the throat is associated with the soul quality of truth. So when we think about truth, obviously there's, uh, relative truths, and then there's ultimate truth, absolute truth. So how does reflecting on the difference between relative truth and absolute truth help us in these rapidly changing times? I think we could just, um, you know, point back to the very last thing we were talking about in terms of our relationships and, um, conditions, you know, that's all in the realm of mutability and change. And um, so, you know, we can pay a lot of attention to how we speak our word um, with regard to changing conditions and situations. And, uh, you know, we can, we can bring forth a positive word instead of a negative word. So that's all relative. Um, and then we can be aware of the ultimate truth of our life as, as spiritual beings, uh, the truth of what we are, the truth of what others are, the truth of what this uh, world is, you know, as, as divine. You know, I, uh, I think about, um, you know, how the earth is taking a breath right now and, you know, some of the statistics that are coming forth about the clearing of the air um, and the sort of quietness with uh, less cars and vehicles. And, um, so this, this truth that life is sacred and the world is sacred, mm -hmm. um, can be a beautiful thing for us to contemplate. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Life is sacred and the world is sacred. And uh, one of the things that I've been in, enjoying is seeing how when people pull back, um, 
animals are also much more, you know, much more present. I don't know if you've seen those, but I've seen like uh, goats, wild goats, you know, roaming through the center of town and eating people's hedges. And I mean, just, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, coyotes and, you know, all kinds of animals that normally wouldn't come into a, you know, congested place. And uh, um, somehow that seeing that you just realize that, um, there's this ability of and resilience of the world, you know, mm-hmm. of just um, nature being given an opening, and then nature just blossoming, you know, into that into that opening. So yeah, yeah, lots of evidence for that now, and I think it can bring an adjustment in our uh, consciousness, in our awareness, you know, to bring us back to you know what I mentioned in the opening question about, you know, what does this time have to do with dharma uh, individually and collectively? And, you know, dharma as the foundation of the world, um, y- you know, as the the support for the world is that the world is sacred and we need to learn how to cooperate with that divine power and presence. Mm. Indeed. So turning now to the sixth chakra or third eye, there's an association with the soul quality of insight or realization. So why do you describe insight or realization as a soul quality? Well, we have the ability to know the truth of our being, the truth about life, because we are not separate from it. So it's a soul quality because it's inherent um, to our being. And, um, you know, that's how we can realize the truth. We can realize it because we are it. And that's why the yogis say that's our certain destiny, because ultimately we are going to realize the truth of what we are. And when we come back to arranging conditions, um, this is, of course, arranging conditions in the environment and the body and the mind, but this insight comes through clarified faculty of discernment uh, and intuition. So as our mind becomes uh, purified and clarified, then that which we are, the soul level of our being, is is revealed. Um, it's not something that's created. It's not something that we acquire. It's not something that we can get from a class or a book or a podcast even. Um, it is, you know, what we are that is uh, revealed. And, you know, once we see that, once we realize that, then that is the fundamental shift in our life. Um, it, you know, it facilitates uh, the transformation in in how we live. You know, it it colors, uh, or we could say, it takes away the coloring of you know how how we live, um, and we come to experience life in, in a new way and have a higher sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. So even by what you said, I see, you know, sort of glimmers of this next question, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway, um, to make it more explicit. So how does this soul quality of insight or realization, 
how does it help us now? Here we are in this, you know, pandemic and Well, it, it helps us in so many ways, you know, of course, it helps us um, access <laughs> the soul qualities within us, all the ones we've been talking about, you know, knowing that they're there, knowing that we don't have to go anywhere to get them and that they're actually the strengths that we need, you know, in this time and how beautiful that we can access them within us, not only that we can, um, you know, but, but we must, um, you know, it can help us, of course, to see our way through at a time when, um, you know, we cannot see our way through. Mm. And, uh, so, you know, to, to have a sense of infinite divine, um, healing power and potential is um, not only reassuring, but it brings with this certain revelations about, you know, what we ourselves can do uh, in such a time. So, you know, that is, uh, that is very useful. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of the questions people have, well, what can I do? You know, I mean, there are people who are on the front lines and they, you know, they know what to do on a daily basis, but they're also asking the question, you know, how can I survive this? Um, mm. So, uh, and those who are sheltering inside, I think, you know, we feel, um, you know, what can I do to help and, um, you know, lifting our awareness, uh, with this insight, it also opens the door to, um, uh, possibility and to inspiration, uh, coming, you know, in line with our questions. Mm. So turning to the seventh and last soul quality uh, of liberation, which is associated with the crown chakra, um, we can become so overwhelmed with coping with all of our responsibilities, all the changes that are happening, um, this tamasic time in the world that we've been discussing, that liberation can really take a backseat. So why is it important to continue to hold out liberation as our goal? It can shine, it can shine a very bright light in our life, you know, regardless of the times. So when we, you know, read about the saints and sages through history, um, you can see that they also lived in difficult times and in very difficult situations, Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's St. John of the Cross or... um, uh, you know, Mother Teresa or Paramahansa Yogananda, you know, n- none of them were in times or situations that were easy. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that doesn't change, you know, our ability to realize that goal. And holding that goal, um, I think, helps us organize our uh, life our daily life, you know, in a way that is a meaningful, um, that is soul nurturing and soul satisfying for us. And it also helps us to create healthier lifestyle routines. 
um, because we're arranging conditions, knowing that that um, ultimate realization, liberation of consciousness will unfold naturally. So it encourages us to um, have a supportive lifestyle um, routine, some meditation and to watch our diet. And, you know, why not just sit on the couch and binge watch and eat, you know, sugary and salty foods? Well, if you know this higher purpose that you're here for, um, you will steer away from that. Um, and you'll recognize, oh, Thomas Guna is, um, is having a workout here and, uh, I am not going to be, uh, controlled by that. I am, am going to keep my uh, eye on the goal of liberation of consciousness and do what I need to do to cooperate with the unfoldment of my highest potential. Mm. So well said. Um, which brought me back kind of in full circle to the questions that we were talking about at the beginning of the hour. We were talking about, um, you know, what is most important to me? What is most important to me now, you know, at this time? And um, um, I think you just gave a great, a great summary, you know, of, of why liberation is important to, you know, have on that list. So I wish we had more time to spend to discuss all these soul qualities in more detail. And again, uh, if our listeners would like to hear more from you on each of these topics, they are available uh, in short talks that have been posted on Yogacharya O'Brien's YouTube channel, which is under Ellen Grace O'Brien. They're also on the CSE website, although on the CSE website, they aren't really labeled, but the quality, that's what I like about accessing them on the YouTube channel. So just, um, so in the last uh, two minutes, Yogacharya, uh, in closing, what words of encouragement or inspiration would you like to leave with our listeners? I think the greatest encouragement that we can have at this time is to remember that we are spiritual beings mm -hmm. and that our life is always uh, divinely supported and that those uh, supports are inherent to our being and they are also present uh, in the world. And so to know that you are divinely supported and to every day open yourself uh, to remembering that, to experiencing that through your meditation, through your prayer, through your study, um, and to notice it and then be sure to cultivate uh, gratitude about that divine support. Because, you know, one of the challenges that we feel is that, you know, first chakra challenge is like, well, where's my support at this time? Right. And so we have to cultivate this sense of spiritual support, which is drawing upon those very uh, uh, present soul qualities that are within us. So give thanks for the support that you experience in small and great ways every day. And uh, that support will um, be revealed to you and be enhanced through gratitude. Mm. Such a great, such a great reminder. And gratitude is is um, is such a helpful. Pra I have found it to be such a helpful practice for me. And 
if you have that as a focus, if you have a gratitude practice as a focus, it's amazing what you can find to be grateful for. <laughs> um, it seems like there's always something. And so mm-hmm. to be aware of those supports that just appear, you know, in our day is really lovely. You've been listening to the Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the show, and we've been discussing seven soul qualities to draw upon with the Yoga Hour's founder and host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher, author, poet, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. She has uh, many books, uh, including The Jewel of Abundance and Living the Eternal Way. Also, lots of wonderful poetry, including the award-winning The Moon Reminded Me, and many online classes. You can find out more about her books and online programs at ellengraceobrien.com. And the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, as we were mentioning earlier, now offers many online programs, including Sunday program, Daily Morning Meditation, and uh, four o'clock in the afternoon weekday meditation. You can find out more about those at csecenter.org. Thank you so much for this conversation, Yogacharya. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Trio. It's my pleasure. And thanks again to our listeners and subscribers uh, to Yoga Hour. Mm-hmm. So join us. Um, Next week, when Yogacharya's guest will be Giovanni Formasano, an esteemed Kriya Yoga teacher from Italy. They will be discussing the gifts of the lineage of Kriya Yoga teachers and teachings for today's world. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. CSE welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And perhaps if you're enjoying it, you might mention it to a friend. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, regular host, founder, director of the Yoga Hour, and my lovely guest today, Yogacharya O'Brien, assistant producers Ann Hayes and Mickey Coronado, CSE's global media outreach manager, Holly Gray, and Jeff Comfort and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at Unity Online Radio. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.